Well, now we know the Packers and the 49ers have a Saturday night dance contest that's taking place at Lambeau Field. What a day yesterday. What a, what, what a weekend. What a weekend, right? Oh, my goodness. A lot of good football. A lot of good football. Welcome to the program. The Bill Michael Show on the air on this Monday. Ben Kenny, I, uh, I watched in almost uh, feeling agony for you as Tom Brady whooped your ass. I, I don't know how else to put it. It was like, wow, that was a clinic. Um, I didn't expect Philadelphia to win. I thought maybe they would come in with some kind of bravado and make it close and and with all the injuries and such that the uh, that the, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had sustained that things would matriculate in Philadelphia's right but no. Oh man. Did I, so are you okay today? Yeah, the agony was shared. I I will say I got over it as soon as the Cowboys lost. Cuz we I like I was happy to be there. I I was a little too confident as I always am, and then get let down. Yeah. But once the Cowboys lost, and especially how they lost, I felt better. Um, the, the, yeah, the Cowboys lost in ugly fashion. I don't even know how else to put it. Um, the, God. The, I, now, the whole thing is the Cowboys are, you know, they're blaming Mike McCarthy, and Mike McCarthy should be fired, and and then Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott are, Talking about the officials, look, the bottom line is the, the Cowboys screwed up and they played like crap. Dak Prescott, I said it before, I'll say it again for all of you that come at me, come at me all the time. Because until that cat does something when it means something, he's not a good quarterback. He never has been. He's never proven it. He never will be. He always looks like a deer in the headlights. Always. When the moment is big, he does not shine. He just hasn't. And the 49ers, give credit to the 49ers. I mean, even without Joey Bosa, who went down in this game because of a concussion, um, they still were able to put pressure all day long. I mean, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good team. The Cowboys are up front, and they put pressure all day long on the, uh, the Cowboys. I mean, all day long. And then finally, the final debacle where – they couldn't get the ball set, and they blame the official. No, everybody knows. You have to hand the ball to the official. You can't just take the ball, and you know they're blaming, they're blaming the, uh, they're blaming the official for knocking them over, them over, and not. What I don't understand is, prior to, there was a play, in the third quarter, where, the. Uh, the official stood in the way until the until the actual play clock got down to one, and then gave it to him, and then they called him for a delay of game. But I thought the official was in the way the entire time. That was the one where they they faked the punt, they got the first down, they kept the punt team on the field, and then they shifted and ran the punt team backwards, and and ran the punt team off the field and ran the offense on the field. Well, the official ran in to spot the ball. And never got out of the way until the and was and Dak is clearly going. Look at the play clock. Look, you give us the ball, and he wouldn't give him the ball. And then they ended up taking a delay of uh, game penalty. But it, it 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 I know they had to let the 49ers substitute, but at that point in time, once you get guys on the field, they're on the field. You can't you can't stand over the ball and hold the ball until one second on the clock. And really, he didn't get out of the even get out of the way. Until the clock was striking zero. So, I mean, the don't, don't get me wrong. That play did not cost him the game. But the Cowboys failed. 
It's not the 49ers. The 49ers give all the credit in the world to them because they put pressure on Dak all day. And Dak looked pathetic. He he gave Dak against Washington, against a, a relatively inept team, looked good. And everybody said, well, Dak is back. No, he, no he's not. I never believe in Dak Prescott because he doesn't win consistently. Uh, and I'm talking postseason. He'll get you there, but he's not taking you anywhere after that. I'd take Joe Burrow over Dak Prescott right now. Right now. Dak looks like a deer in the headlights. Joe Burrow's got swagger. Right now. No way I'd take Dak Prescott. And for the money they paid that guy, they're never going to get their money's worth out of him. Never. Uh, and then you've got uh, the 49ers who not only the, the story is that they advance, but now they're coming to Lambeau Field. And they're coming with a little bit of swagger. That defensive front, like I said, got after Dak Prescott behind a very good offensive line. And now I know you're going to have your offensive line pretty much together, three-fifths of it uh, together for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and fresh legs, but how quick are they going to be against a defensive front that is getting after it? And then the big question is this week, with that blow that Bosa took, now we know Bosa is going to do anything and everything he possibly can to get back on the field, but how much of that uh, that little concussion protocol thing is going to be skewed to allow him to come back? Because he's going to want to come back. You know that. But will he make it back in time? Normally I would say no, but since it's the postseason, we all know there's going to be that wink and a nod. Yeah, I think he's okay. And then you may see Bosa back on the field this coming weekend. Uh, the uh, games over the weekend, we all know that, uh, as we talked about, Philadelphia goes down in, in just tough fashion. Ben Kenny's heart breaks, and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers advance. Buffalo beat the hell out of Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I, I thought Buffalo would win, but I never thought that kind of beatdown was coming. Oh, my goodness. They got rolling. And then I said it before, I'll say it, I did not choose Cincinnati to win this weekend, okay? I thought they have to have to kind of walk before they run, but I give them credit. They hung in there. They got the win, but they did anything and everything they could to, to let that game slip through their fingers. It was there for the taking, and, and the Raiders just simply couldn't take advantage of it. Uh, Zach Taylor, not a good, not a good coach. I have no, I don't understand, and I never will, when you've got a good running game, and they got a good running back in Joe Mixon, why in the world you are taking him out of the game with empty backfield continuously on third down? Continuously. Now, they converted, I think, twice. Twice out of five. But you could tell. I mean, you know, the Raiders were just coming after him because they knew they weren't going to run the football. And Joe was under pressure. He made the most of it because he's a good quarterback, but... I have no idea. No idea why they, they, they do that. Um, and then you've got, uh, and then you've got uh, the, uh, the Chiefs who just looked bad early, and then that first quarter was kind of a, a smash-mouth tug-of-war back and forth. But, uh, but Kansas City, you just knew, eventually was going to kind of get into a groove, and damned if they didn't. They put up 21 in the second, and you knew they were rolling from there, and it was pretty much over. Ben Roethlisberger's career comes to an end. Um, it was a, a very classy way that Mike Tomlin and company, after listening to the postgame pressers last night, went out. But you kind of knew that was going to happen. And now you've got the Cardinals and the Rams. And good, another good game coming up tonight. Another good game coming up tonight. So uh, you've got uh, Saturday, 
The early game on Saturday, Cincinnati on the road, taking on the Tennessee Titans. The night game, 7-15 Central Time, right here in the great state of Wisconsin, San Francisco, coming to the cold state to take on the Green Bay Packers. The winner of tonight's contest then goes to Tampa Bay on Sunday, and that is a 2 o'clock Central Time contest. And then Sunday night, the Bills are on the road, and this is, to me, this is going to be for all the marbles in the uh, in the AFC. The the best team wins this thing and uh you pick the quarterback, they're going to face Ryan Tannehill most likely. Uh cuz I don't I still don't think Cincinnati's going to go on the road and get a win. Uh, because I look, I, I don't think their defense is good enough to consistently stop the run. Although I don't think Tannehill's going to throw him to victory, but he does just enough to give him to put him in position to be successful. But I think the winner of the Bills and Chiefs game is going to be the representative going to the Super Bowl. But uh, the Packers sit back and wait. Now here we go. They barely beat them. It was a walk-off field goal out in San Francisco earlier this year. Does the tide turn? San Francisco, I look, San Francisco, give them credit. Gary, you say they don't have swagger. Yeah, they do coming out of that contest. They beat the Cowboys in, in AT&T Stadium, in Jerry World. And and the count look, we all know the Cowboys played played like crap, and they're not what they what they thought they were. We all know that, but you still feel good about coming out of uh, coming out of AT and T Stadium, going on the road, and uh, doing what you just did. Now landing in Green Bay for an extremely cold game that's a whole other world. But it is what it is. Welcome to Monday. A lot of stuff going on today. We're gonna have Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette coming up after the top of the hour. Mike Clemens is going to take us the rest of the way. Sad day today in the world of radio, and I don't know uh, if you'll even know who I'm talking about. If you listen to Chicago radio at all, if you listen to Chicago radio at all, uh, the overnight guy on 670 The Score, for years and years and years, uh, Les Grobstein, uh, the grabber. And I love Les. Uh, I love seeing him when we would go into the press box uh, down in Chicago. I loved it when the Bears or the Cubs would come into Wisconsin. Uh, we always had a great time talking. One of my best stories, Grover was, uh, how do I put this? He would live at times just on the cheap. And we were in Houston for the Super Bowl. And Les showed up. And he came over and sat down with us. We were on Radio Row, and he's talking to us a little bit. And we said, oh, where are you staying? And he said, well, I didn't get a hotel room. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't think to have a follow-up question to that. I'm thinking, you know, he's staying with somebody or he's whatever, you know, he's staying you know, in a house or, or whatever, when he said he didn't get a hotel room. I didn't know that many didn't have any place. Came in the next day. He was, they have like a media lounge, a beautiful media lounge that they set up um, for when you leave Radio Row, you can go get something to eat. You can go get something to drink. You got, there's beverages and such, because you can't be on, on the air all day and not have anything to drink. So they have waters and sodas and stuff like that. And then at 5 o'clock, they had like a happy hour. Uh, they brought in some beer and some wine and stuff and, uh, and food. And it was for the media who had to be there all day in the uh, convention center. So you'd see Les there in the morning. Hey, how you doing? You know, and he's kind of in the same clothes. And then later that night, he was at the cocktail party, uh, 5 o'clock. And then that night, as they're closing down, and, and they don't close. It's open 24-7, but they don't close it down. But they're kind of cleaning up from the day and getting ready for the next day. And we're leaving, and there's, you know, Les. He's hanging out on the couch. And they have big screen TVs. You can watch TV and everything. And, and there's Les, and he's on his phone, he's on his computer. I'm like, oh, you know, hey, man, that guy's still working. He's a workaholic. I did, he stayed there. That's where he stayed. 
actually in the convention center. It's kind of like that movie with Tom Hanks when he lived in the airport and never laughed. Grobber, I, the next morning I come to the, I, I come in and I'm in the bathroom and there he is, kind of washing himself off in the sink. Uh, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm fine." I'm like, "We got a, we got some spare space, uh, you know, in a house if you want to come over." No, I'm good. I'm good. No, got some things to do. Got some people I'm going to go meet. He lived in the convention center for like three days. It was it was amazing, but uh, he went home sick uh, and called in sick last week, and uh, and passed away over the weekend. And uh, he's 69 years old. He was in Chicago radio for 50 years. I love listening to the guy. He was just a walking thesaurus and intellectual property of anything and everything Chicago sports. Just a, an amazing, amazing guy. And uh, sorry, I had to uh, hear about his passing. Just couldn't believe it when I got up this morning and, and he had passed away. So um, s- sorry, sorry to see him go. Such a good guy. But uh, Les Grobstein uh, passing away. Uh, so that was kind of the sad note waking up to a, waking up to it this morning. Uh, unfortunately, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670. Um, also, uh, you, by the way, you can find us, uh, over on Twitter at bill underscore Michaels at bill underscore Michaels. You can find us over on the Facebook fan page, go to facebook.com, uh, slash the Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. You can find us there as well. Same thing over on YouTube. YouTube, uh, continually, thanks for subscribing on YouTube. Appreciate it. Uh, You can subscribe there for free on YouTube, for free. Uh, Just go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, three words, put them all together, and just click subscribe. And every time we go on the air, the video will pop up. And if you want to watch it, great. If you don't, you don't. No big deal. The Bill Michaels Podcast up and running. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, also on Google Podcast as well. And the website with all the information is thebillmichaels.com. That is thebillmichaels.com. Got a lot going on today. We're going to have Eric Vranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette coming up in just a little bit. Going to hear from him. We're also going to hear from Mike Clemens later on today. And today, today, we are back. It's been a long time coming. We are back on the air in Milwaukee. And we're going to welcome in a new affiliate, 920 WOKY. Uh, we're going on right after the Dan, Dan Patrick show. And we're back, although we're going to get cut short a little bit today because I know they have some Admirals hockey on Martin Luther King Day today. That'll be taking place a day game. But uh, we, are, we are back on in the Milwaukee market today, AM 920 WOKY, the mighty, the big WOKY. I'm uh, going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back on a cloudy. Kind of cool. A few flakes flying around out there uh, Monday. But now, now we know. Now we lock in. Saturday night. Up in Green Bay, it's the San Francisco 49ers that come calling. Say hi to my buddy Randy, who is listening to us down in a snowy Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, as they say. Kentucky. Louisville. Kentucky. 
Uh, if you want to fire something up over on the Bud Light live stream, you can. You can uh, not only watch us there, but you can also respond there. Uh, you can find us. Um, oh, by the way, Scott says, oh, my God, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman coming to Lambeau Field. Ugh. I, I don't mind. I, it, it, that's the least of our worries, right? That's the least of our worries. What you have to worry about, I think, more so than anything, is you got to figure out that, I mean, Debo can run all over. Can the defense stay disciplined, much like Matt LaFleur was talking about last week? What, what, what defense is Joe Barry running? Um, is it going to be that press man or that soft zone that continually gets eaten up? Whatever. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the offense, I think the offense is going to be fine, but the big thing is, is to keep the pressure off of Aaron Rodgers. Will Bosa be back? You know, those are some of the things you talk about. And then, obviously, uh, what, what will special teams do? What will special teams do? Um, <laughs> let's see here. We got all kinds of people. Boy, there's a lot of, there's a lot of chirping back and forth on a Bud Light live stream today. A lot of it. Lot of people going back. There's some 49ers fans that are chiming in today too. Uh, Chad says, got to say I'm a Packers fan from Maryland. Been listening to a uh, Milwaukee sports radio since the mid 2000s between 11 to three. Uh, I turn off the radio app and listen uh, to your show. Thank you so much. You the man. Dennis says, well, it was the penalties that killed the Cowboys. The Cowboys killed the Cowboys. 49ers played a good game. I am not taking anything away from them. The The, the Cowboys were the most penalized, most undisciplined team, and they look like a deer in the I – I was shocked at how unprepared they looked. I really was. So the question is – when it comes to the Cowboys, and I know people look over that fence because of Mike McCarthy. Well, now people are saying McCarthy needed to be fired. Before, it was all about their coordinators. It was all about the coordinators and how, how much input they had. Well, well, the, the, the offense is really cranking. Why? Why is the offense cranking? Well, the offense is cranking because you got Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, and Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator. And they're really going in. Well, wait a minute. Now, all of a sudden, because they're inept, McCarthy needs to be fired? What about Kellen Moore? I, I'll say it again. Dak Prescott's not that good. He's just not. Uh, Gary says San Francisco has no swagger. Uh, they do. They, I mean, in their own locker room, they do. I don't know if it's outward, but they, they're feeling it. You get a, a confidence win like that in AT&T Stadium, yeah, you got it. Um. Yeah, this one's from uh, uh, Bill says, let's go 49ers. Nate says, this is the team that the Packers did not want to match up against the 49ers. I, I don't disagree. I, I don't, it's not that I don't disagree with that. It's that I don't think there was an easy out. I think the angst of Mike McCarthy coming to Lambeau Field would have been that. That would have been the story. But the 49ers... I look at it this way. Garoppolo made the mistake when we all knew Garoppolo would make a mistake, and sure enough, he did. The problem is is that the, the Cowboys couldn't capitalize on it when he threw the pick. I mean, that was a bad pick. It was a bad throw. He overthrew his receiver by five yards. It was terrible. 
on the run, rolling out to his right, couldn't couldn't toss the ball into the air, just to lob it over to get it to his guy. Just wailed the thing, threw it right into the arms of the Cowboys. Cowboys couldn't turn it into a win. But I, I don't fear Garoppolo. They'll do just enough. What I do fear is the fact that they get creative when it comes to play calling. They're very good at it. And this is another Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan matchup. There's going to be wrinkles. Shanahan's because Shanahan can't go pound for pound, man for man against the Packers. Packers are just a better team. But can he out scheme them and can he figure out Joe Barry? That's what that that to me, Shanahan's mind versus Joe Barry's defense. That's that's the matchup. That's the matchup. I think the Packers are gonna score points. I'm not worried about that. But that's the matchup. Can they can can Kyle Shanahan out scheme what uh what Joe Barry's going to throw at him. Joe Barry better have a uh, have his head on the pillow and not up his rear all week. Put your head on the pillow, get it out of your rear, and be able to figure this thing out. That's what this week is all about. Uh, Eric says, end of the road for the 49ers. Um, Randy says, RIP Les. Uh, Les Grobstein, who I mentioned in the last segment, passed away. Um Steve says, am I the only one that is a bit worried about Saturday's game? The break in routes that the 49ers ran yesterday all already are already giving me heartburn. I'm only hoping that Jimmy G gets in his own way and throws a couple of picks and the Packers get out of there uh, and get out of the gate quick. RIP to the grabber. Dan says, as much as I would like to think that our players will be the key to the win, the game's outcome falls on the shoulders of one Joe Barry. No doubt our offense is better than the Cowboys, it's the Packers' defense that's going to determine the outcome of this game. So I think we're all in agreement. Uh, Mr. Sailboat says, uh, shout out to Troy Aikman, who really felt that his Cowboys could win the whole thing. Now, wait a minute. I, I, first of all, I'm like, okay, uh, the Cowboys went down in, in flames. I get it, and I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. But I said all along, it depends on what Dak shows up. If it's the good Dak, they'll win the game going away. If it's the bad Dak can't get out of their own way he this is what he does he's dr jekyll mr hyde you never know what you're going to get dak prescott is not a good quarterback he's not he's not the he's not the guy that he's not on the same level as patrick mahomes and aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers and tom brady are the two that are at the top and then there's that that next level there's Patrick Mahomes, maybe Josh Allen you can look at, you know, what Joe Burrow may emerge into, that level of play. And then there's the step below. That's where he's at. He's the step below. And that's all he's ever going to be. And you have to accept that. That's the thing. Uh, the weather has changed in Green Bay from the low of whatever it was going to be, sub-freezing, all that kind of stuff. It continues to, The forecast continues to get warmer. They're saying 22 degrees during the day, a little bit less at night. Depends on the wind chill, probably more so than anything. Uh, this is from Doug. says, would you rather play a team that you played in the regular season or one you haven't played during the season? Uh, I don't. At this point, I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters. Um, just for the fact that the last time you played the 49ers, it's just so different. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's, you're so far removed 
from that contest. It's just so different. So I don't think it, it, it at this point really matters. Uh, Jerry says, and don't forget, Dallas's defense is built for speed, not control of the line of scrimmage or the stop the run. Uh, so pound them into submission. D- their defense is speed related. The Packers got a little bit. The Packers, this is probably the most balanced defense the Packers have had in a long time. I'm not going to say they're anywhere near as good as what they put on the field back in 2010, 2011, because you have the defensive player of the year in Charles Woodson. But you're getting a guy back in Jair Alexander, you would assume, who is not necessarily, because you're not going to get the picks. He's not a pick machine. There's nobody back there that's a pick machine. But what you have is guys that can defend the pass and give your front four, front fives, front six, depending on how many you're rushing, a little more time to get to the quarterback. You have at least that ability. When you get Jair back, that becomes one of your strengths. Is the ability to kind of stick with your man for an extra second and give that defense a little bit more time to get to the quarterback, put him on the run, and then... uh, and then maybe Garoppolo makes a mistake, much like he did yesterday. I mean, there, there was, what, nine and a half minutes to go in that game? They were up 23-10 when he threw that pick. And it looked just bad. And ultimately, they did convert on that, by the way. It's just they weren't able to turn it around and come back and get the other score that they needed. But they did take that pick and turn it into seven points because it was Dak Prescott that ran it into the end zone. 877-867-1670. Are you excited about the 49ers coming to town? And we're going to talk about this all week, obviously. We might. We might. I, I got to confirm it today, by the way. Got to confirm it today. We might, because of our triumphant return back into the Milwaukee market, we might be having a watch party and the Green and Gold postgame show on location in Milwaukee this Saturday night. Just an FYI. So hang in there for that announcement. Like that? I do. This portion of the program Brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Top-tier alternative fuels, no fee ATMs, fantastic people, and everybody knows how great Quick Trip is. Just absolutely awesome. There's nothing bad about it. Stop in on Saturday, pick up all your supplies for the big game coming up on Saturday night. Packers, 49ers, good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How are we looking? A lot of football talk. You got your matchups now coming up. You got a good game still tonight between the Cardinals and the Rams. And uh, this weekend, what a what a good weekend. Still kind of getting over some of the blech that's been going around the crud. Uh, but uh, sat in the great. It's it's been interesting since uh, since my dog Elmo passed. I had not been. A, it's a long story, but in, in the house that I live in, it's there's upstairs and downstairs and all that kind of stuff in the bar. And because Elmo could not get up and downstairs anymore, I really kind of quit going down into my great room or into the bar and such uh, quite a bit because you had to carry him everywhere. Um, so I wasn't sitting in front of the fireplace and watching games or anything like that. Uh, this weekend, was a, it was a little surreal. 
because uh, kind of getting over some crud. Kristen and I went out on on Friday, just grabbed a little bit of dinner, just had a nice night, and then uh, Saturday uh, watched the game here, uh, the first game between Cincinnati and Las Vegas, and then from there we went out to uh, to my friends at Calderon Club and saw the guys uh, on the North Shore and watched uh, some of that Patriots game there. We were it, it wasn't even much of a game. Um, it had a, cl- a, a club thing at the Cigar Club uh, that we went to for a little bit and then just headed home. With having all this respiratory stuff and the sinus stuff, the smoke just kind of got to me. It was just, ah, couldn't couldn't stay out too much on Saturday. But yesterday, did a little Fox and Hounds brunch, which was fantastic, and then came home and just watched football. Lit a fire. I went through, I don't know how much, how much uh, wood I went through yesterday, but lit a fire yesterday and just kicked back and relaxed and had a great time just watched football did nothing else just watch football that was it just kind of hung out uh sat down with uh, a beverage and uh and just kind of just checked it out just enjoyed the day uh so looking forward to this weekend so that's why and we're going to I think we're 90% we're going to be having a watch party uh, on Saturday night. Our guy, Mike Clemens, will be on the ground in Green Bay, and we will be doing our uh, triumphant return to Milwaukee. So I think, uh, appropriately so, we're going to be out and about. But uh, i got to confirm. So David says hot toddies. No, you know what? Um, I, I had, a, had a, a couple of beers and a bottle of wine. I'm not a huge wine drinker, but there's a winery up in Cedarburg. Uh, that I recently went to, did a tasting, and I really liked it. So I've kind of gotten into the wine thing a little bit. I know that's not normal for the state of Wisconsin, but had a few Bud Lights, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a little wine. And I and we did. We sat down with a bottle of wine on the table and just kind of kind of enjoyed the night, but watching a lot of football. Just man, it was it was almost too it was almost too good. It was like this is just perfect. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to give us a call again, 877-867-1670. Uh, JJ says, uh, I think the Green Bay Packers have their hands full with the 49ers. They now believe they can win, and they're going to have a lot of trick plays for Joe Barry's defense. Joe Barry isn't that smart. We know that. <sighs> I'm not going to say we know that, okay? Is Joe Barry a good defensive coordinator? I Mid-portion of the season, we thought he was great. Beginning of the season and towards the end of the season, we thought he was terrible. So will the real Joe Barry and the real defense stand up? You know? I mean, overall, can't we say that overall that the Green Bay Packers have been a pretty good football team, right? I think we can all say that. They, I mean, it was only the third week of the season when they played the 49ers. It's been an eternity since they played the 49ers. That's why I'm not overly concerned about it. By the way, um, talking to pro football talk, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, we all know, has that torn ligament in his thumb. He's trying to play through it. Quote, it is what it is, Garoppolo told them from Texas. I mean, you can't imagine it hurts. It ain't changing anytime soon. But we're all dealing with stuff right now, so no different than anyone else. Well, there is a difference. When a quarterback's grip is affected, the ball's not going to uh, go where he wants it to go and the way he wants to grip it all the time. His mechanics and grip are, quote, definitely different. Definitely different. And now 
he's coming into a frigid Lambeau field. So it's a little, it's going to be a little bit different. No doubt about it. He's going to have some different play to him. By the way, uh, the best value right now to win the Super Bowl, according to Odd Shark, before tonight's wild card game, the Packers are the best team to win the Super Bowl, followed by the Chiefs, the Bills, Buccaneers, Titans, Rams, 49ers, Bengals, and then Cardinals. And then the Cardinals. The only way the Cardinals win tonight is if Kyler Murray goes back to 7-0 and Kyler Murray, uh, scrambling Kyler Murray, accuracy Kyler Murray. That's the only way that they they go back to being the, the one of the top teams in the NFL. That's it. That's it. Um, and by the way, Jerry says, I think the Rams match up much better with Tampa. Stafford has the ability to push the uh, ball downfield and soften up Tampa's defense, then let Akers run the football. you got to have, and tonight's going to be a huge test for Matthew Stafford. If you watched the interview with him yesterday, talking about, he kind of in a backhanded way kind of slapped Detroit. I don't know if you had caught that, but when he was saying, yeah, you know, I haven't had that many opportunities to get into the postseason. You know, it was, it can be a slap against himself. Because, obviously, he has not played up to par all the time over in the Motor City. But it was kind of like, yeah, we weren't that good. We don't have that many opportunities. So, to get here, he was all excited and such and said all the positive things. But this is who's got more pressure on them tonight? Oh, by far, Matthew Stafford and the uh, L.A. Rams do. By far. Because they made the trade for OB, or they picked up OBJ. They made the trade for Von Miller. They made the trade for Matthew Stafford. All of that. They brought him in for these moments now in the postseason. All the pressure is on the L.A. Rams. All of it. Hands down. Not even close. All the pressure is on him. So whether or not he takes the ball and runs with it and performs well and does everything that they wanted him to do and everything that the the expectation was, and he gets there, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, But if Kyler Murray plays extremely well, and don't forget, you're supposed to possibly be getting J.J. uh, JJ Watt back tonight, DeAndre Hopkins back tonight, we'll see. We'll see. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Give us a shout. We know who the Packers are going to be playing. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are getting ready for their playoff game against the 49ers. Kick off this Saturday night at 7-15 here at Lambeau Field. As many as seven veterans or starters were back from injuries on the practice field for walkthroughs during the bye week, but defensive coordinator Joe Barry cautions he needs to see a lot more reps this week from Zadaria Smith or defensive back Jair Alexander. I don't care how talented they are and how physically gifted they are. They've been away from, you know, 
job. What's, what's it been 14 weeks? And with, with Z it's been 16 or 17 weeks. You know, your, your body has to get conditioned and hardened and you do that through practice. That that's why you practice on offense. Green Bay could have David Bakhtiari, rookie Josh Myers, and even right tackle Billy Turner back from an knee injury. Packers running back AJ Dillon was on the Bill Michaels show. When it comes to running the football, it's a timing thing. How difficult is it after these guys being out for so long to get that timing back for you as a running back? You know, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, harder or anything for us. I think, you know, one thing that's really important and cool about our offensive line is the way that they practice, they practice coming off the ball really fast. So, yeah, some of those guys might might have been out, might have missed some time, but one thing that doesn't change is their effort. And, you know, as a running back, that means the world to us. The 49ers beat the Cowboys 23-17. to The last time they faced Green Bay was in September when they lost on a last-second field goal from Mason Crosby. 30 to 28 head coach Kyle Shanahan I mean I'm sure I'll be thinking about a lot here on the plane man they've had a hell of a year I'm glad we get an opportunity to go up against them again but I mean they've been unbelievable and so we'll rest up here and we'll enjoy this plane ride and get back to work there right when we land as 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan in Green Bay I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels show We're glad to be here on a Monday. Packers know who they're going to be playing. It's the 49ers coming up Saturday night. Lambeau Field looking forward to the contest. Packers can now uh, focus solely as they do play the Saturday night game. Had they had to play uh, one of the teams that will be participating tonight, I think that game probably is on a Sunday. But uh, once the 49ers won, you kind of knew what was going to happen and how that schedule would then plan out. But... uh, Super Wild Card Weekend has certainly lived up to its name. Albeit, we did have a couple of blowouts, uh, games that weren't necessarily well contested, and that being uh, the Bills and the Patriots, and obviously what Tampa Bay did to the Eagles. But for the most part, I mean, between the 49ers and the Cowboys, that was fantastic. The Chiefs and the Steelers went toe-to-toe for at least the first half uh, of that game. You know, you kind of felt like the Steelers were still okay. But the, the momentum, after that first quarter, the momentum clearly shifted in favor of Kansas City after the it's kind of like two boxers one boxer is the heavyweight champion the other boxer is somebody that's just going to come in and just slug and try to beat the hell out of you and after the champion kind of fe- felt okay here we go we've we've got you felt out then it was okay now we're going to start delivering the body blows and sure enough they did uh, and then the game that kicked everything off on Saturday uh, that game between Cincinnati and the Raiders Cincinnati now this next contest they go on the road and they face Tennessee the number one overall seed uh, first of all, I think the best team in the NFC or in the AFC is probably between the Bills and the Chiefs and the way they're playing right now in those two teams because that's what I picked at the beginning of the season. I'm not going to back away from that. However, I think Tennessee did everything they could do after Derrick Henry went down and earned that spot, so I give them a lot of credit. But Cincinnati did everything they could to, to give that game away. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Cincinnati, so when we sit down and start making our picks coming up during the huddle on, on Thursday night, uh, I'm, I, I just, I can't do it. As much as Tennessee does not thrill me, having Ryan Tannehill under center and Joe Burrow, I think he's got, he's got every bit of Joe Cool and then some. 
Um, I, I just I, I can't pick pick Cincinnati on the road. Uh, and this is from Mark, who said, I think the worst possible scenario has happened for the Green Bay Packers, and that is getting Shanahan and the 49ers again. I don't think you beat them twice in the same season. I think the 49ers will have a couple of things up their sleeves, and they will just simply out-scheme what the Packers offer. Uh, pound for pound, the Packers are a better team, but the 49ers are better coached, and they'll get after Aaron Rodgers. They'll stuff the run, force Rodgers to pass, put pressure on him, and then beat up on Joe Barry's pathetic defense. It is going to be the 49ers playing in the NFC Championship game. Um, no. I don't – look, it's not like I'm sitting here today brimming with confidence that the, the Packers are just going to roll over the 49ers. But I think the Packers win this game. I think the Packers win this game. I mean, if you want to pick the score right here, right now, I would say 27-17, something like that. I, I, I – uh, 27-23, 27-20. I'll go with that. I think the Packers get a win and move on to an NFC Championship game. But it wouldn't surprise me now if the Packers won this game like going away. Like if, if they won this game 35-14 or something. The, 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 the formula for the Green Bay Packers to win the game is simple. It's, what, it's their formula for winning any game. And that is get up early, get up by a couple of scores, now, Shanahan's not going to panic the way others do. But you get up by a couple of scores, you put the pressure on Jimmy G, and let him make mistakes. But if you allow them to do the ground and pound and run a few things across and run some of the trick plays, if you want to call them that, or some of the in, in which they involve Devo Samuel and company, if you want to allow them to do some of that, then you can possibly be in, in for a little bit of trouble. Jimmy Garoppolo was not good yesterday. He only threw the ball 25 times. He was 16 for 25. That was it. That was it. But it was the big carries at certain times by Debo Samuel, especially the 26-yard touchdown run. That, I mean, that, was, that was big. Good, good cutback vision. Because remember, he had the entire defense. This is where Joe Barry's got to be smart. And the defense has to be smart. And the quote, to go back to what Matt LaFleur was talking about last week coming out of the Detroit game, you got to stay in your lane. you got to do your job. Because Samuel, they, they ran the play, faked the play off to the left, ran the play to the right. Everybody on that defensive front was going in one direction. And then when they did try to come back to the right, the tight end and the defensive end, or the uh, defensive end and the, uh, the outside linebacker, both ran into one another, clearing a path for Samuel to make it to the end zone. It was a really well-designed play, and they ran it flawlessly. So they're going to involve him. And he's got the wheels to be able to do it. Now, Mitchell does not overwhelmingly impress me, but, you know, 27 carries, 96 yards, got into the end zone. He had a kind of a grinded-out type of game, and that, that type of performance can grind on you. But they ran the ball for 169 yards on the ground. So the Packers, two things for the Packers. One, stay in your lane, and two, when it comes to tackling, be on point. This was the best tackling defense, second-best tackling defense, the way the statistics ended for the season via pro football focus. you got to get back to tackling and be assured tackling. That's the way you'll win. So as much as we talk about Aaron Rodgers and the offense, this game is most likely going to be won by defensive play. And if it comes down to defense, does that scare you? Does that scare you? 
Uh, James says the Packers offense is going to put up 30-plus each game through the rest of the way. There you go. 877-867-1670. Um, Craig says 49ers lost a lot of defense yesterday. They did, but we'll wait and see what happens. I mean, first and foremost, if Bosa is able to come back. And, and, and think about this. Now that they're playing on Saturday, he doesn't even have a full week to clear protocol for a concussion. Will he even be there? You know, will he even be there? And uh, the other aspect of this, and Ben Kenny brings up a good point, uh, 49ers, along with the Green Bay Packers, both have horrendous special teams. So it's not like they're going to beat you there. Um, yeah, Rick says the odds makers like the Green Bay Packers. I agree with that. Five and a half is the line right now, I think. Yeah. See if that goes up. If Bosa can't play, so say he gets called out of this thing early in the week, that'll go up. I would assume right now that's based upon like Bosa playing defense and crashing down off the edge. And I got to think he's coming back, but <clears throat> in a short week, it might be a little bit iffy. But Fred Warner as well, their inside linebacker. Yeah. Might be yep. even as important. Didn't He went down with the ankle injury yesterday, right? Yeah. What I'm seeing is they both have yeah. a chance to play on Saturday. Yeah. Well, we know Bosa's going to be there. We know Bose will be there. That you know, I mean, I know they take protocols, and, you know, and, and concern when it comes to head injuries. But Bose is going to do anything and everything he can to run his baseline tests and get back in there. I would be shocked if he's not. I would be shocked. One hour down, three yet to go. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette is going to be joining us. And coming up, moments away. By the way, Eric Baranchek at the bottom of the next hour. But moments away, we enter a new era. We enter a new era. We go on the air in Milwaukee. Just a couple of minutes away from that. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 